Welcome to the Wealthwise Show, where financial success meets informed decisions. I'm your host, The Wise Investor, and I'm here to guide you through the fascinating world of finance and help you to make wise choices. Join us as we unravel the secrets of smart investing, effective money management strategies, and the different realms of financial education. Remember, the information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only and educational purposes only. Always consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions. Now let's start the show. Welcome to today's episode, guys. Um, at the start of the episode, just want to clarify, guys, that uh, all the information presented by uh, me, uh, the wise investor, is for educational purposes only. It is not meant to be used as financial advice. I do not give financial advice um, on the internet, uh, unless you're a client of mine. Um, but yes, so take everything I say is for educational purposes only. Is for you to learn um, and not act on. Um, so today's episode, uh, I wanted to talk about um, how you can utilize. Uh, this is kind of a callback to our first episode about bonds, but not just you know U.S. Treasury bonds, but corporate bonds, municipal bonds, um, the different types of bonds that you can mix and match in your portfolio to give you a, a I would say a safety net uh, essentially um, so uh, let's go into uh, the US Treasury so this month uh, now I'm recording this uh, not the same week you're probably going to be hearing this I'm recording this in June uh, June 23rd to be exact uh, on a Friday uh, I think was last week the Fed uh, Federal Reserve uh, Chairman Powell, he, him and the board or the committee decided not to raise rates, which is, you know, great. Um, but keep in mind, we're still in a high interest rate environment. So if you have credit card debt, if you're trying to uh, purchase new debt, like, you know, with a loan or things like that, uh, it's going to be expensive. Um, yeah, even if the rates are not going down and are not going up, it's still going to be an expensive rate. Um, so one of the things that I like to teach people is, okay, yes, debt might be expensive, but it's also expensive for your favorite companies and the U.S. government. So when interest rates are being raised, typically what will happen is the interest rates on uh, U.S. Treasuries go up as well, as well as the debt the cost of debt for corporations. And one of the things I want to mention is growth companies, tech companies to be exact, they live off of debt. Like a lot of them thrive, you know, off of loans essentially to innovate. So, you know, think about that. If they have to purchase debt, or not purchase debt, if they have to loan money and get into debt, you know, who are they loaning money from? Well, a lot of times these corporations issue bonds um, and you can buy those bonds. You, the viewer or the listener, 
can buy those bonds and collect interest on those bonds. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to the interest rate talk. So you got the Federal Reserve uh, at the time of this recording. They paused and they did say that, you know, there might be appropriate for a couple of more rate hikes this year, which is nice if you are an owner of debt. Not if you, you know, owe somebody, but it's nice if you owned it, uh, essentially. So why would that be nice? Well, it's nice because, you know, you get interest on a asset that has very low risk. So if you're getting, let's say 5%, if you're getting 5% on a U.S. Treasury bill or note, uh, which is, you know, the debt that the U.S. Treasury issues out, if you're getting 5% on that with the promise of getting your principal back at the maturity date, which is can be anywhere from one month to, you know, 30 years. Uh, but typically, you know, if you're talking about short term debt, they're going to have the highest interest rate at the time at this moment at the time just re just recording. Um, you're going to have the ability to set out on the market volatility because right now the market is going down. Uh, we hit some highs um and now you know we, we we're tracing back down and one of the things that i like to teach people is equities are nice you know i, I love equities you know that's how you build equity um buying stocks buying stock in corporations allows you to own those corporations essentially but a lot of times those corporations are have a risk a uh, systemic risk now, what is systemic risk? Systemic risk is systematic risk is, you know, the system like it's unavoidable. Like, you know, if let's say a company is doing really, really well, but legislation, not legislation, well, legislation, too. But let's say let's say like tech company, a tech company is doing really, really well, but the interest rates start going up. You know, it doesn't matter how well you're doing, they're going to get hit by that, you know, no matter how good. They are the insulate from systemic risk is really difficult. Um, so that's one of the things where it's like, OK, if you're only in um, equity stocks and you don't have anything to protect principal, uh, at least alleviate some of the stress of, you know, the downward terms or downward times, then your portfolio is not diversified. Some people think diversification in a portfolio is having, you know, tech stock growth or tech stocks, you know, uh, consumer discretionary stocks, you know, uh, industrial stocks, you know, financial stocks. But you still ha have stocks at the end of the day. So how is that diversified? You're still exposed to, you know, not only the unsystematic risk, but the business risk of the companies you're purchasing, but you're exposed to the systematic risk. And that's where people don't understand the word diversification. So when you want to diversify your portfolio, bonds are a great asset to think about. Talk to your uh, financial advisors, do your research. Remember, this is for educational purposes only. I'm not saying go out and buy US Treasury bonds. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is think about, you know, protecting your gains. So right now, you know, we've hit 52 week highs in a lot of stocks in the market and even the S&P 500. If those are gangs that are like, you know, you want to protect, how are you going to protect them? 
some people might say, well, you can sell the, you, know, you can sell some of your um, stock to get the gains, and you know, okay, that is a one way to do it. But what do you do with the money that you just made? You just let it sit in your brokerage account, and that's where bonds come into place, because if you think about it, if you have and the ability to earn 5% interest on cash that is just sitting there in your one of your accounts, then why not take the profit that you just made and earn interest on it while you wait for the market to cool off and then go back in? And you see what I'm saying? See the where, I, where I'm trying to paint this picture? Now, of course, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, like I say, do everything for everybody. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to hold your hand and be your financial advisor because, like I said, I don't give financial advice. But this is one of the things where, you know, education is important, not just literacy. Uh, and I know people might say, well, isn't that the same thing? And they're, they're similar, but you can be literate and not have education. So... You know, and what I mean by that is, well, I guess let me change up the word education. I mean, knowledge, like wisdom. I guess that's a, a, a good term for wisdom. You can have the knowledge, but not the wisdom. So as you guys hear me, I'm working this out as I speak. But yes, so me as the wise investor, I want to impart wisdom on my listeners and people who, you know, might have the information but don't have the wisdom to apply the information so back to the bond talk so right now um you can i'm not gonna because i'm not affiliated with any apps or brokerages and there are a couple of them that makes it easy to buy your treasury but they're not sponsoring this show so i would like them to if you know who you are you know uh one of them starts with a p um you know, you can sponsor the show and I'll definitely uh, tell the people about you. But there's a there are plenty of avenues to go buy U.S. Treasuries. Uh, they sometimes can be difficult. You can buy it directly from the U.S. government on auction and that could be a little difficult. But a lot of brokerage accounts, a lot of banks and brokers allow you to buy U.S. Treasuries on the second market, secondary market. Um, and so the U.S. Treasuries like U.S. bond or U.S. bonds, notes, and bills, they are virtually safe. They're not, I can't say 100% safe. I can't because, you know, there are some risks, but they're a lot safer than equities when it comes down to securing your principal and getting your interest. The U.S. don't default on their debt, never have. And um, if you are in a certain tax bracket, you can do municipal bonds. So let's say you're in, like I'm in the state of Florida where we don't have um, state tax. So you're in the state of Florida, you don't have state tax. You can buy municipal or municipal bonds in the state of Florida. I'm talking about for me, but this is not advice. But you can buy in the municipal income, the municipal bond income is federal tax free. See there? So you don't have to pay taxes on the federal level when you're buying municipal uh, bonds. And if you're at a certain tax bracket, that's beneficial because it allow you to collect income 
without having to pay, you know, that additional tax, especially if you have a lot of income or a lot of, you know, money that is tied up into the municipal bonds. And the beautiful thing about that is, you know, you whatever there's a municipal municipality, cities, governments, doesn't matter. You can buy them anywhere in the state. Now, I like the state of Florida because I live here and therefore, you know, I don't have to pay state tax. So, you know, that's a, a win for me. But you do have to pay state tax if you add a, you know, a state that requires you to pay state tax. Um, but a lot of times, you know, depending on the percentages, you know, it might be more conducive for you to go that route instead of, you know, um, the corporate route, which we're about to talk about next, which is corporate debt. So, like I said, a lot of companies issue out debt and the thing is they, they have to, uh, especially tech companies, um, you know, issuing, uh, equity is one way. But issuing out debt is another way to, you know, bring in money to use for um, your company. And the beautiful thing about corporate debt is they pay a higher interest rate than the U.S. Treasury. Well, why is that? So you ever heard of, if you ever watched the, the movie The Big Short? In the movie The Big Short, um, they were, you know, banking that the mortgages and a lot of these um, tranches um, were going to fall and then collapse the system, which, you know, it happened if you lived in 08. Um, but a lot of these um, mortgages had ratings, a rating system on them. So you had the triple A, the double A, the A, then the double B or the triple B, then double B and, and et cetera. So, those are a rating system. So like how we have a credit rating system for ourselves, so like our FICO score, co companies also have a credit rating as well. And they're just letters instead of a number. So the, the once again, the best is, let's say, the Standard & Poor's, uh, which is the S&P, um, AAA. So if you're a AAA company, that means you don't pay, you pay your debt, uh, you have a good running with, issuing debt and paying it back and with the interest without no late fees or nothing or not being late and etc. Um, and that is important because, you know, just like if you have a high credit score, you have a lower interest rate. So if you have a company that's AAA, they're going to pay, uh, pay a lower interest rate when they issue debt. But, and as it goes further down, the more risky you get, the higher the interest rate. So the thing about corporate debt is, you know, a lot of your favorite companies are not AAA, believe it or not. Um, you know, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> a lot of your companies are not AAA. Uh, so let's say, for example, I own a company and I have their equity. So I own their stocks. I'm sorry. I'm keep using uh, advisor talk and I'm trying to not to use advisor talk. So people who are listening who don't know what I'm talking about, they can kind of grasp what I mean. Um, but let's say um, a company issues out, you know, stocks and you buy their stock. Well, why not at the same time look into if it fits your, you know, portfolio and strategy and talk to your portfolio manager and your advisor, you know, why not just throw in some of their debt if the company's good, of course, uh, that way, 
even if the stock, let's say it's a growth company and they don't offer any um, dividends. When the stock goes down, if you own some of their debt, you're still going to be getting paid from them. And then, of course, when, you know, the maturity date comes, they got to pay you back your your principal. Uh, and for those who don't know what a maturity date is, it's essentially where the debt comes due. That's where the day that is set that says, hey, I will pay you back, let's say, to, let's say next month. I'll pay you back next month on this day. Maturity day is basically next month on that day. So when I say maturity, that's what I mean. But why not just, you know, mix and match, you know, in that way, you know, even if the appreciation comes down or your your stock portfolio depreciates, you know, your bond portfolio should, you know, level that depreciation out. That way you're defending your gains, you're defending your equity, and you're allowing yourself to have cash for when the downturn is over. Let's say you got a six-month stock or six-month bond from a company that you own. You know, in six months, the company could be doing great again, but it's at its lows. So when the maturity happens, you get your interest, you get your principal back. Now you can, you know, put recycle it back into the equity if you like it. Uh, so there's a bunch of different things you can do when you are um, having a diversified portfolio, which is, you know, without just having stocks, you know, bonds too. So the three major things that I want you guys to take away from this episode is one, a diversified portfolio does not mean having all your money in one asset class. So if you have equity and your portfolio consists of 100% equity, your portfolio is not diversified. I hate to break it to you. Even if you have you know, different stocks and different things and blah, 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 different um, sectors, it's not diversified. Um, because the stock market uh, as a whole has systemic risk. Uh, and you really can't diversify against that. But you can try to, you know, lessen the burden. Um, two, bonds might sound like it's for old people, but it's not. If you view bonds, because it is a fixed income asset, meaning you know, the interest rate is fixed. It's not going to adjust. It's not going to go up and down. The interest rate is that's what they're going to pay you in interest. But it's an asset that can be utilized by no matter how old you are. It doesn't like, you know, people who look at bonds as boring clearly don't know the bond market. <laughs> um, so the bonds are one of the most, they have the most, I guess, they, I would say market cap, you know, Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars are in the bond market. And everyday money managers, uh, advisors, uh, very wealthy people, you know, non-wealthy people, everyone uses them. Um, so to mystify that, um, that's what I'm looking for. I guess to mystify that um, notion that, you know, the myth that bonds is for old people and, you know, it's boring because right now earning 5% is great. 5% on something that, you know, you really don't have to watch because the thing about bonds is you can 
just buy them and hold them into maturity. And once they mature, you get your principal back. Now, when they mature, you got to go in and reallocate the money. But that's it. You you don't have to really do anything. You don't have to keep up with the news, like especially if you got U.S. Treasuries, because the U.S. government is going to pay his debt. So that's one of the things that, um, you know, the second thing I want people to stop worrying about is, you know, oh, a bonds is for old people. No, it's not. You just don't understand what bonds are. And the third thing I want to mention is diversify even with your bonds. So if you got a certain tax bracket, you know, if you're in a higher tax bracket, the income you get from corporate debt might be, you know, not advantageous because you got to pay interest on it. So, you know, if you, and there's a calculation that they teach us when you're learning uh, how to be an advisor, but municipals are, like I said, free from federal income tax. So you have to do the math, okay? If I take this lower percentage, but I have free income tax, would that offset if I were to buy this corporate debt with a higher interest rate, but I still got to pay the taxes on that? So that's that's more of a tax question and something you really got to sit down and talk with your advisor about. But if you're in a high tax bracket, you know, why not? Why are you not using all the different avenues to protect your hard earned income? You know, um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the three that I wanted or the things I want to talk about. Um, but one uh, another thing I wanted to mention is I'm going to try to do some more videos, uh, but I'm, I think I'm going to focus mostly on audio at this current moment. So still subscribe to my YouTube. Um, you know, things are going to be on there regularly, but um, I really want to because something that I saw earlier this week was, you know, being a podcast video is great. Don't get me wrong, but podcast is mostly audio. So I don't want to be a person with a YouTube show. <laughs> you know, I want to you know, delve into the audio podcast space. And so that's what I'm doing. And the audio, the visuals will be just an additional little thing. So I am working on it. I have my setup. I have everything, cameras, everything, lights. It's just, you know, um, a lot of times I like making these podcasts looking bummy. So <laughs> that is why uh, if I have to do a video, I got to get all done up, get my hair done, you know, all that jazz. And then sometimes I don't feel like doing all that. Um, so, guys, I appreciate you listening again. I really hope I imparted some wisdom. Um, if I did not, feel free to shoot me a message and let me know what I can work on. Um, what would you like to hear? Do you have any questions and things like that? Just let me know. Uh, and I, like I said, I do my best to, uh, give you guys the best essentially. So that's going to be it. Uh, I thank you for joining me on another wonderful episode of the Wellfire show. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you guys. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, like us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram at the Wellfire show, um, as well as our, you know, Spotify Five, rate us, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to our Apple podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if they have a rating system, if you liked it, 
give us a good rating. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. And if you're listening and you got a company you want to be on our show and sponsor, I'm happy to oblige you on that as well. Um, so thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to me talk. I appreciate it. Um, and, you know, make sure you guys stay hydrated. <laughs> Until next time, guys, stay well, guys. Investment advisory and financial planning services offered through Simplicity Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Sub-advisory services are provided by Simplicity Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Any insurance, consulting, and education services offered through the Wealthwise Show. The Wealthwise Show is not affiliated with Simplicity Wealth and Simplicity Solutions.